What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Pot of Cultura. Joining us today is myself, Brian, as well as Alan. Uh, but we do have a new speaker. So you want to introduce yourself real quick? Hello, my name is Dady. I am a second film and television major, and I go to UCLA. Nice. Awesome. Thank you, Dady. So for anyone that's listening for the first time, we are part of Cultura, the Latinx Film and Theater Association official podcast. And if you haven't checked us out, welcome. There's uh, other episodes you can check out, and we have more coming in the future. But today's episode, as of the time we are recording, it is 11.15 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And just a couple hours ago, we were informed of the election results and today's episode is on the election results so we planned this episode ahead on monday we were we, we knew that we want to do an episode on the election but as everyone knows the election has been going on since tuesday and so we were waiting to see when we were going to record we thought hey let's just record on saturday you know whatever fortunately this morning we were informed of who the president elect was so yeah, let's uh let's get into the discussion. Dude, I got I got chills when you said that. If you guys are this is probably gonna come out like three days later after everybody knows, but if you do not know, Joe Biden will be the forty sixth president of the United States of America. Yeah, honestly, like I was surprised. Like, okay, well honestly, like a lot of people were saying that, you know, Trump was gonna win because, you know, he already finished his first year. I mean like first four years, right? So they expected him to win. And but obviously, you know, I feel like everyone, you know, mostly like united, right, because like of everything that's been going on, like during his presidency. And I think there was a like a great voter turnout this this year than previous years. Yeah, it was it was great voter turnout on both sides. So the Republicans came with everything they got, but the Democrats came out even bigger. Joe Biden got the most votes out of any presidential um, nominee ever in the history of the United States. So that in itself is 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 really great. It's really great for democracy because the the more people that participate, uh, the better it is for for the United States. So uh, I want to get your reaction first, Alan. What were you doing when when you found out? So I think I think at the end of Thursday, I kind of knew already. Yeah, um, yeah. Like he he was catching up in Pennsylvania, catching up in Georgia fast, and then I woke up on. Friday and Pennsylvania had gone blue, Georgia had gone blue. And just since then, they, I kept on watching the news, kept on watching the news. They kept on saying that Trump needs to have like a huge comeback to like actually, actually uh, have a chance of winning. So kind of ever since yesterday, I've kind of been knowing, but I wanted the projection. And today I was sleeping and my mom woke me up and she's all like, ganamos, we won. Um, and I just shot out of my bed. I looked at my phone and I saw that he had won Pennsylvania. And I just I just started playing uh, Fuck Donald Trump, like on loudspeakers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think for anyone that's been keeping up with the election, and I've been keeping up since Tuesday. I mean, to the point where like you just watch so much that it gets to a point where the, the network has to replay what happened earlier. And I'm like, no, I I want new coverage, but there's, yeah. you know, it's just a waiting game. So yeah, I've been glued to to the screen, trying to keep up with everything. And like you said, I think when the states 
started turning blue, I think we kind of knew, oh, it's it's inevitable. Like it's going to happen. We're just waiting for, you know, we're all waiting for that official announcement mm-hmm. to to be set on television. Even if it's not like official, it's pretty much like, you know, it's yeah. pretty much done. So I woke up much like you. I was asleep and I woke up and every day I've been waking up and first thing I do is I log into the live coverage. So I logged on and I saw that he had taken Pennsylvania, which for anyone that doesn't know, that's 20 electoral votes that puts him over the top. We're not even counting the missing states. Um, Nevada, who's still counting. <laughs> I, I think Nevada was, was called too. Really? They, they yeah, called yeah. Nevada, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's true. Was that sure. recently? Like two hours ago, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. The one I've been watching has only called Pennsylvania. That's why they still have him at 273. Well, the, the the AP called Nevada, but they also called Arizona, which uh, other networks haven't called Arizona, but the AP called Nevada. Okay, mm-hmm. I guess it depends. Yeah, I've been watching a specific networks call other, you know, some states earlier than others. But I mean, it was a, it was inevitable. We knew he was going to take them. Diddy, where, where where were you? How did you find out? Oh, so I. Uh... I, yeah, I was, like, in my bed and everything, you know, snuggled up, you know, and right here in San Diego, like, it's raining, so, um, yeah, and then I found out through, like, a friend that texted me and was like, oh, like, Biden won, and then I was like, nah, you're joking, you're kidding, and then, like, I went to go check, you know, and I was like, damn, like, we, like, we actually won, and, like, I saw both, you know, uh, Nevada and Pennsylvania, like, that they were, they were both, you know, that he won them both. So a uh, funny thing is that my brother and my dad bet like who was going to win and my brother ended up winning. So he's going to invite it. My dad's going to have to pay for us to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's going to invite us dinner. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, this is very, very different from four years ago. I I remember four years ago I was on campus and they were, you know, I was watching the election and then Donald Trump won. And I remember the utters like silence and sadness that was Westwood followed by the protests by the students. And that was, you know, all across the nation and drastically here we are four years later. And it seems like it's a complete opposite sort of a celebration, if anything. So it's, it's interesting to see that stark contrast. Yeah. So like, uh, yeah, like four years ago, right. With uh, Donald Trump winning, as like undocumented students I was very scared and I remember like yeah I was also on campus right in my high school and um I went like I immediately went with my counselor right and like I had like tears like I was crying and she was crying because like you know I I felt hopeless you know I felt like really like I know like this man you know like his hatred like he he did not filter anything he just you know he just he just said it and mm-hmm. I was terrified because I was, you know, like, what about college? Like, how how am I going to get there? Like, it, it seems like, you know, all the odds are like un- are not in my favor. And mm-hmm. yeah, like I even, you know, even though like I know like there was like ice and all, I knew that with Trump, like he was going to make it, you know, far worse. So I was like, I even feared, you know, like the safety of my parents, the safety of my uncles, like, you know, all my family and all like my parents. Yeah, so... <laughs> It was, uh, it, was a, it was a scary time. 
So now I'm just like, you know, I'm hopeful, you know, hopefully everything turns out way, way, way better. Yeah, definitely. That's <laughs> that's crazy. Um, I remember in high school too learning about that, and I just can't imagine how hard it is for you, especially that 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 must have been horrible. But that makes today even sweeter, you know. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. I think there's this idea that now the first fight has been won. First order of business was getting Donald Trump out of office, and now it's it's trying to rebuild everything that he screwed up and he's torn down mm -hmm. and trying to rebuild everything because it's been a shit show for the last four years and it's going to take a lot. But if anything, we've seen that the vote of the young people really came through this election. And that's just, uh, I think, a statement to how the world is progressing in a certain direction, you know, as the older generation, I don't want to make it sound bad, but as the older generation dies off, I think so does a certain ideology that has been held by the world and this new generation of voters and policymakers is going to make a huge difference because they have a different mentality than, you know, our grandparents, our, even our, our parents sometimes have. So I think that's huge. The young people definitely showed up mm -hmm. and all the, you know, all the new voters, all the young people. So shout out to them. Strongly believe that's what made a huge difference. Yeah. And 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 now, like like you said, uh, the young people put Biden in, into the White House. They they delivered him the win. But now it's up to the same young people to hold him accountable, you know, to, to hold him accountable to all the promises that he made and for him to expand on those promises. because. He can say that he's going to do all of this, but if he doesn't do it, then we took a step forward, but we're going to take another one back. So we need to make sure that, you know, not to get complacent and not just to think, oh, he's in the White House, he's going to take care of it. No, we need to make sure that he's doing all of this, whether it is through activism, protest, joining organizations to get stuff done. Exactly. Uh, honestly, I also like I... I noticed also that like um, a lot of celebrities, you know, a lot of influencers like really also promoted, you know, to vote. And I feel like that's like a big way because like if you're like idol, you know, tells you like you have to go and vote or like you guys got right. You guys got it. Then like obviously mm -hmm. I feel like that, you know, that's going to encourage them because a lot of people will probably be like, nah, like they don't want to vote because, you know, they think that their vote doesn't matter. But obviously, like, as we can tell, like from this election, like, that, like out of a thousand, you know, like that friends. Right. Yeah, I texted one of my friends, like, dude, did you vote? And one thing he said, which really resonates with what you just mentioned, Eddie, he said it makes a huge difference. Like, I don't think my vote makes a difference. And I think this election has definitely showed us that it does make a difference. I mean, take a look at Georgia. Look how close the numbers are. It's separated by thousands. Yeah. It's it every single, I think specifically in that state, there's so much that can be said about Georgia right now, but specifically in that state, the voters can see their vote more than I think any other state because they see just how close it is. And I think with Georgia, it's, it'll be interesting to see how this determines the Senate too. Mm-hmm. Um, because currently we're at forty-eight, forty-eight with two potential, one for sure runoff, and I think a second potential runoff in Georgia, since Georgia has that fifty percent rule where the candidate has to be fifty percent or above to you know win the Senate. But because they're the Republicans currently at forty-nine point eight percent, 
if that holds, we will have a runoff, two runoffs in Georgia in January, which could potentially, if they go to the Democrats, could put it at 50-50. And, you know, obviously the control of the, the Senate will go to the Democrats. Yeah. And um, Stacey Abrams, who ran for governor in, in Georgia, but lost, she, she didn't give up. She kept on registering voters. She, she registered 800,000 yeah, black voters. Mm-hmm. So that, that, that was the difference right there. And it's crazy to think that organization like that can make change, that those votes did make a change. Yeah, like I said, this election definitely showed that people's votes count. Uh, can can we talk about Nevada though? Like, <laughs> uh, I uh, like man, like oh, this the amount of pressure that was like you know, poor Nevada. Tic- <laughs> yeah, the TikToks that they made. <laughs> like, every- okay, I will say they're hilarious. So, like, sorry for Nevada, but those the videos they and the memes they've created and all those videos are hilarious. Yeah, they are. <laughs> but I, I mean, hey. We at least, you know, we got that. We got them to turn blue. Yeah, I, I remember, like, I forgot when, but there was a point where I was just like, I don't care about Nevada anymore. Let's focus on Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's he's got to yeah. win one of them. Biden had so many, I think, routes to the presidency. And the clearest cut one was just winning Pennsylvania, which they said at the beginning of the election. Pennsylvania was going to be huge with those 20 yeah. electoral votes. But, yeah, and I think... Nevada was just, I mean, it's understandable we're a, in a pandemic and not every state is used to receiving mail-in ballots. So mm-hmm. I, I don't think they were prepared. You know, not every state has the funds to prepare. Also, it's interesting. I don't know if you guys notice or people are like, how is a specific state, uh, you know, majority blue when so many other, when the majority of the state looks red? <laughs> I I find that so funny because like people are people not aware that like the majority of people are concentrated in those blue areas and that's why the entire state is being won like uh, I get so frustrated when like the most obvious things are not pointed out like Pennsylvania um it, it was like mostly all red but where the comeback really happened was in Philadelphia yeah um in the city of Philadelphia he got millions, not millions, I'm not sure, but he got a lot of votes that helped him get over the top and win that state. So Nevada, Nevada, like 60% of the votes came from Clark County, which is where Las Vegas is. So 60% of the people in Nevada live in that county. Most mm-hmm. of Nevada is desert. So yeah, mm-hmm. of course, it's going to be red when like a thousand people live in one county, but <laughs> county. Exactly. But it's the, the numbers that count. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nevada. I felt I felt bad for all the memes, but yeah, I mean the world, the whole world is watching them. Exactly, um, yeah, the whole world because everyone is invested in this election. Like I've yeah. seen a lot of tweets about like people overseas being like, like when is it gonna be called? I'm trying to go to bed. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> they're watching like at four in the morning. Yeah, especially uh, after Biden won, how many people were from all over the world were just like thank you <laughs> like you guys made the right decision like what's wrong with you guys like for the last four years um i think that just really says something that for the past four years the u.s has been the lof- the laughing stock of the whole world um <laughs> yeah and now now we finally did something right oh also uh wasn't arizona used to be you know like a very republican state right it yeah 
I, did Arizona fl- flip? Yeah. Yeah. They they, they haven't officially there. called Arizona. I mean, again, the APE, the Associated Press, has called Arizona. Yeah, they called but, the ratio. Yeah. Yeah. It, it it wasn't like super Republican, but it was a, a it was Republican, and they they flipped it for the first time since the nineties. They flipped Georgia yeah. as well, right? Yeah, Georgia as well for the first time since. I'm not even sure to be honest about Georgia. I think it, I it might it be the nineties. Yeah. yeah. Wait, but See, like Georgia hasn't been called out yet, right? Well, it's technically it's gonna go to a recount. Mm. It's because it's, it's way too close. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Pennsylvania is technically within the percentage for a recount, but I mean, he's way Biden is way too ahead in Pennsylvania for if a recount were to happen for it to be swayed the other way. It's just not realistic. Georgia, on the other hand, is so close, you know? Yeah. And even Georgia, because when a recount happens, it's usually like 100 votes that get like changed or something because they're mm-hmm. just like little, little errors. It's never like thousands of votes that change the election. So I think he's going to get Georgia too. And what's funny, if he gets Georgia, Biden is going to get 306 electoral votes compared to four Trump. years ago. Yeah, yeah. It, it's That's... the complete opposite. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. Which is and probably he... what's gonna happen. Yeah. And he won the popular vote, so by a lot, by four yeah. million votes. Exactly. Wow. That that was yeah. another thing that like people who live like in California who say my vote's gonna be democratic, uh, no matter what, like California's gonna be democratic or whatever. Like Oh yeah, that was a given. It was funny. They called California like with zero percent <laughs> reported. <laughs> I was like, I was like they know. After the polls closed, we have California. We have California. It's blue. <laughs> California is technically okay. Me sitting there, I was like, how the heck did they call California? We have a shit ton of voters, and then I'm over here like, Nevada still can't be called. And then I was like, oh wait, it's it's California. It's gonna be blue. Yeah. Yeah. No matter and, and that that kind of discourages people from voting, you know. Um, but I don't mm. think it should because if if for whatever reason, um, and now I'm certain that I can say, uh, if Trump were to win, which he didn't, but if let's say let's go back in time, let's say he if he were to win, if he were to have won, and Biden had won the popular vote by four million votes or more, it would be kind of like this system, the electoral system doesn't work. How can Biden have 4 million more votes and Trump still win? So the more yeah. people vote blue, it's showing that this the electoral system does not work. And that's something we need to strive against towards yeah. eliminating the electoral system. Mm-hmm. I totally yeah. agree. Yeah, I've always thought about it. Like, if you grab all those Democratic votes... Or all those people that voted Democrat, right? In a state like California, who's, I mean, you can't compare the population of the state of California to some of these other states, you know? Yeah. So if you were to grab them and move them over to some other states, because California is heavily populated, in theory, that would make a huge difference in that state in turning that state blue if it already isn't. Yeah. So... There are more Democrats, except California only gets a certain percentage of electoral votes, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it's just, it's crazy, man. But California's actually still not done counting, by the way. They're at 66%. Yeah. <laughs> they know. Yeah, I mean, it's been called for a while, so they know. 
same same case with them. Well, Oregon's basically done reporting. Uh, Washington's still not done, but yeah, it's just uh, yeah, I found that super funny. It's because in these states, it's a two to one margin for votes for Biden. Right now, Biden almost has nine million compared to Trump, who has four million. Yeah, it's just. I mean, like I said, it was it, it was called, but it was hella funny to me. <laughs> like two seconds, like you said, two seconds later, they're like, Biden has taken California. <laughs> One thing that I also found funny was like uh, the opposite reactions that Trump supporters had. Like they said, like, stop the count. And the others were like, keep counting. Like, <laughs> and even Trump, like even the president was saying that too. He was like, no, stop the count. He's like, and then he starts suing three states. Like, no, you guys got to recount something fishy. Like, what? Yeah, he's all like, stop the count in Pennsylvania. But keep on going in Arizona. I might win there. Yeah, <laughs> where he was behind. He's like, keep counting where I'm behind. But stop the counting where, you know, where I'm ahead. Like, it's just, it's ridiculous. It makes it yeah. seem like this whole thing is like a joke mm-hmm. or a reality show mm-hmm. where, the, <laughs> where it's like it's literally ridiculous at this point yes. but that's what we've come to know of and i think that's what the world has thought of the u.s this last four years that we're just like you know the leadership um but interesting thing that alan said i think super important to take note yes biden has been elected but there's a huge work to be done like now is not the time to be relaxed and if i've seen anything it's that this new generation of voters are not silent they are the kind that protests they are the kind that advocate and they are the kind that showed that they can't show up so you know now i guess now's the time to get to work because there's a lot of things to be done I feel like a lot of people, you know, they don't they don't love or like really like Biden. Uh, I think it was more like, you know, they settled for him because obviously we would rather have Biden than Trump. He has he has some like things that not many people would agree with or like even Kamala Harris, because uh, I like there was um, there's people saying like how like, you know, she was she referred herself like as a top cop. And like there was even like a picture where she was she appeared with ice. So a lot of people were saying like, oh, like they weren't, they were very unsure of her and like Biden, but obviously it's a better route to take than with Trump. Yeah. And I've heard that negativity, that negativity to people saying like, oh, um, like, did you guys forget we settled for Biden or whatever? Like, why are you guys excited or, or stuff like that? Like uh, that Biden, it, this is the most excited we'll ever be about Biden. And that, that to me is very you're basically saying you gave up you know like make biden the president you want to be make kamala the vice president you want to be um they learn from their mistakes and they're gonna hopefully they're they're, we're gonna be able to push them in the right direction i i feel like giving up already now it's it's no we we can still make biden a great president we just gotta push him no, and like, I think, uh, well, it's not like, you know, like, I would say like they gave up, but they're saying like, this is like basically, you know, what uh, Brian had mentioned that, like, you know, this is not over just because, you know, Biden is president now, you know, like, obviously, yeah. you know, they're going to like, you know, make him, you know, do what he promised. And yeah, don't settle. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, um, oh, they were mentioning, you know, like uh, a revolution. I don't know if you guys have uh, seen like the post about that and like people like talking about that um (laughs) i've so i at the beginning of this year i told my sister i don't know why i feel like there's going to be an outburst of um protest Mm -hmm. 
like I literally said this in in, in January, and <laughs> I I don't know. I felt that the tension was getting too high. This is before all the protests happened, and then the protests happened, and then I I told her, I if if you know the result isn't what the people want. I don't see why there won't be any kind of appeal and revolution because the people are tired, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. at that point, it will get to, well, what other choice do we have? You know? Mm-hmm. So that's something I saw as a possibility, mm-hmm. but the, kind of a long shot, especially now with Biden. I mean, you're going to have the, the Trump supporters who are going to, are probably the most delusional people on this planet. Um, but they're going to be saying and spouting comments on fraud, obviously mm-hmm. dictated by the person leading them, you know, saying that it was yeah. fraud. But I mean, that's not, that's not the case. And it just mm-hmm. goes to show the different, the different supporters, you know. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about how historic it is that we have the first woman to be vice president and not not necessarily the first woman, but the first person of color to be uh, pres- vice president-elect. I think that's monumental. All I got to say is it took long enough. <laughs> yeah. Like, Damn, we're I, I in know. 2020, bro. Honestly, though. Like, um, President Obama, right? He was, like, the first, like, black president. But, like, how come we didn't have any, you know, other people of color as vice presidents, at least, right? You would expect. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I like, you know, as a woman, like uh, her being vice president, you know, a lot of people, I would say like, they'd feel encouraged, you know, you know, like, you know what, like, we will have more, you know, vice presidents are women, more vice presidents are people of color, or even like, you know, first female presidents. So yeah, um, yeah. I think it does open a a huge door. Um, I keep Mm -hmm. on looking uh, before election day, I kept on looking at a lot of videos of when Obama uh, became president mm-hmm. and it just kind of that the impact that that had children of color to see uh, a man of color um, win the presidency because for so many years let's say someone believed like in equality and all that and, and wasn't racist if their child had asked them oh I want to be president they might have thought well maybe America's not ready for that but Obama was able to show that we that we are ready and now Kamala Harris has shown that the U.S. is ready to have a female person of color in the White House. Yeah, I, I think that's huge because uh, the other thing it gives is the U.S. is ready to move forward um, into a different era, you know, from from what we're used to from the past. Know that we've evolved. We've evolved, I think, as people, but the U.S. has been clinging onto, onto the past, onto yeah. tradition. And I think now is evident that it's time to move forward and this is a great example with um Kamala Harris becoming vice president and also so many other women in positions of power as well um honestly okay like I I'm gonna give my like opinion right I don't I don't like these like electoral politics you know of like this this country like how how is it every like you know election like our rights they're at risk Mm -hmm. like it has like this isn't right you know like like this isn't a game you know that happens every four years like okay every four years you know my rights might be at risk no like that shouldn't be the way that this country is like it shouldn't be like that 
an image that I saw uh, was uh, like how like there was like these, I think they were supposed to be the candidates, right? It was mm. all these candidates, you know, and then like they're playing like a board game, right? The table, right? That the board game is on is like, is, is people, which like is supposed to represent us because yeah. this is what it seems like that they're all mm. like, you know, they're, they're playing a game and, you know, the people are just right there, you know, like it's all we have to do really is just like stand up you know, for, like, that board game to, like, fall down, you know? And I feel like that's why, like, a lot of people are saying, you know, like, we have to, like, this isn't over, you know? Mm-hmm. Because it's just, it's not right. It's not right that everything is determined by these uh, electoral politics. Yeah, I, I think that one of the things that really, like, stands out is that Trump didn't cause all these problems. These problems were already there. He just ex- ex- uh, exacerbated them. He pointed out the flaws in the system, and th- those are the systematic changes that need to happen in the U.S. Yeah, like the uh, I'm pretty sure you guys have heard this quote before by uh, Audrey Lord: uh, "The master's tools will never dismantle the master's house." Mm-hmm. So, like the tools will be like you know Democratic, Republican. Uh, it doesn't matter, you know, who wins. It's still these figures. We have to start, you know, from the root of it, you know, from the very foundation really of it and like because these two like they've always been on and off right always republican or democratic and it's always mm-hmm. been like that and it caused so many problems for us i mean even like the first president right george washington said like no this is gonna cause problems and it did yeah de- definitely and i i think that there's like kind of i wouldn't say simple solutions but like getting rid of the electoral uh, college and instituting rank choice voting so um I don't necessarily want to explain ranked choice voting because it's kind of complicated, but you kind of list the candidates in in an order of one, two, three, four. And if one candidate doesn't get 50%, then those votes go to their to the person's second choice. Yeah, I think that's how they do it. And for certain Senate races as well. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think that's just like, it makes sense, you know, because then you can vote for who you actually want without like necessarily, you know, sacrificing your vote. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I feel like a lot of people in the primaries, in the Democratic primaries, they wanted Bernie to win, you know, but they knew that that Bernie didn't have a chance of, let's say, defeating Donald Trump or like the U.S. wasn't ready for Bernie. So they they kind of voted for Biden instead because they thought he had the best chance. But Mm -hmm. with the ranking choice system, it allows you to vote for who you want, but still kind of play it safe. And if enough people you know voted had voted for bernie then he could have he could have been there you know the the whole bernie thing is interesting because i feel like bernie is like the step after biden if that makes any sense yeah it does (laughs) um i kind of feel like that i was uh i was sent a picture (laughs) of um do you guys know what uh, money in the bank is no no, so in the the WWE, they have this pay-per-view event where they fight for a briefcase on top of a ladder, right? Mm-hmm. The person who keeps the briefcase gets a shot at a title. Mm-hmm. And that that briefcase can be turned in at any time. So let's say they're in the middle of a match and the current championship just gets defeated and is like super banged up. They have the opportunity to catch that that briefcase in pin them and then they win the championship it's kind of like a cheat right so i saw (laughs) i saw a picture where they're like you know biden has just been announced as a winner 
and then you see Bernie holding the briefcase running in, saying he's going to cash in the... <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he's going to cash in the money in the bank. I, I yeah, that's that hilarious. Was, that it was like a wrestling thing, but yeah, I had seen it. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> but but I, I do see what you're saying. I, I, I do see that Biden is kind of like a stepping stone mm-hmm. for a more progressive candidate to win. You know, um, kind of Biden... I feel like was going to serve as kind of like someone to ease us in to a more transition, transitional president, kind of. Yeah, exactly. Because I don't think he would run again in 2024. He would be like 80 years old. So then maybe Kamala would take over, which she kind of played back her progressiveness during this race. But she is she has proven to be in recent years to be uh for Medicare for all and for the Green New Deal. You kind of you kind of got a feel for Bernie, you know, that the guy's been trying and trying and he has he has what we want, what we what the US needs, but the majority of people aren't ready for it, fortunately. And I think uh, like a lot of Bernie's ideas are very popular among like the US. They it's yeah, just, they are. It's just a system that favors minority rule because that minority is what's stopping us from from achieving these policies i mean i don't think we'll see bernie running again no but it was his last chance and i but um but we have aoc and andrew yang you know those two like there's uh there, a lot of people were saying, like, how, like, you know, like, in the four years, you know, like, what if we got, like, Andrew Yang, right, to run, and then, you know, Vice President AOC. A lot of people were saying that, because, you know, if, you know, obviously, AOC, you know, she has done a lot, I'd say. Like, she, like, when she talks, like, it's everything she says, like, it's, it's to me, like, it's right, you know, like, everything she says, like, yes, like, you have a point, like, okay, yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, basically, you know, and Andrew Yang, like, a lot of people were, like, are, like, you know, rooting for him to, like, to run also again. And, um, yeah, don't even get me started on AOC. I love AOC so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I would vote for her, and I would do, like, I would campaign for her so hard. Like, I would make mm-hmm. so many phone calls. I would, oh, God. I can't wait for that yes. if that ever happens. She's a strong woman. And honestly, like, I would love to see her, like, you know, there as a vice president or, you know, one day, hopefully a president. Because, you know, like, honestly, like her as like our first, you know, president, like that would be that would be very exciting. That would be something that, you know, I would definitely want to look forward to. What, what do you think it would take for a woman president? Well, I feel like, um, obviously, you know, I feel like in four years she might, she, you know, she wouldn't really have a chance because they would, a lot of people would argue that she doesn't have experience, right? Also, she would be like, be turning 35. So she would be very young, probably like one of the youngest to be president. She, she would be the youngest. if that Exactly. Was. Yeah. And like, that's already kind of hard. <laughs> so like, it would take time. It would take a lot of experience to, for her to like get there. It, it would be very tricky because you know she is you know a woman of color and she's well woman she's a woman it, so, it was like brian brian said i feel like when when these gross ideas die when they die in a couple of years i feel like mm-hmm. then you know the u.s becomes more progressive 
it goes more to the left mm -hmm. and then then she'll have a better shot of winning the presidency which you know it, it might be in a couple of years but she's extremely young and and i mean biden was president at 77 you know she can be president at 50 if she wants yes i think one of the issues is the country is so focused on swaying to the left or swaying to the right and it should be that we shouldn't have to sway either it just speaks to how divided it still is and how a lot of people still carry that mentality so progressivity shouldn't be the left it should be the norm i think we should yeah. be progressing that shouldn't yeah. be something that the you know the left is promoting that should be something that the us is promoting being progressive i think we're heading that way slowly but surely yeah um one thing i wanted to bring up personally for me when uh biden and bernie were running uh -huh. one of the biggest sentiments like you brought up alan was that biden had the biggest shot at defeating trump and i don't i at the time i didn't i didn't really register whether that was true or not but now i think that they got it right during that primary i had voted for biden for that reason i felt like he had the best shot because i mean look trump trump was attacking biden of being a socialist like <laughs> bro imagine, imagine imagine bernie <laughs> yeah like like i i i love bernie's policies but i feel like biden had the best chance of winning um because like i said america isn't in that kind of space yet i feel like biden america's would, not ready yeah biden would be in that transitional candidate to get us to that to that place yeah and i, I mean like there's i think there were some republicans who were also you know for going for uh biden because you know like not all republicans you know like are like racist like these trump supporters are you know they there are some good ones out there and you know they don't they aren't like you know racist or anything they just you know just want you know the economy really to like bloom and maybe you know obviously there's like some things that I, I don't agree with them but you know i yes. i don't think they would vote yeah there's a difference between being a republican and being a trump supporter yeah because like, like like you said the republican believes that to get the economy uh up you need to do it mm -hmm. a certain way and democrats believe it's another way and that's a difference yeah. of opinion a yeah. difference of opinion is not whether you think black lives matter you know yeah did you guys see where Trump was when he found out? <laughs> yeah. No. He was golfing. Oh, he was <laughs> He was golfing. If that Bruh. isn't a metaphor of his fucking presidency, I do not know what is. How ironic it is. This man is out here golfing. Yesterday oh, we so. hit a record for the most COVID cases in a single day, and this man is out here golfing. And he found oh out that he was kicked God. out of the White House while he was <laughs> golfing. I think that is hilarious. That is hilarious. Uh, there was these like uh, images about where like they were saying, "Damn, Melania's already moving out." And, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen memes too where they're all like, "Oh, Melania can finally get a divorce." She's been. <laughs> oh, have you seen the uh, the Avengers one? That that one's so funny. That is hilarious. Yeah. It's so I funny because it's very like very kind of it, it sounds ridiculous but it's very true because trump was like you know the thanos villain and you know we have biden here representing captain america and then all the you know the it was funny when the mail-in ballots was just like the the people from black panther <laughs> yeah it was obama was t'challa from black panther 
it was just really funny yeah you have to you have to see it daddy it's 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 super funny for anyone that hasn't seen it definitely check it out it's actually somehow very relevant daddy <laughs> do you have twitter do i have you on twitter i don't have twitter no oh, okay. i Man, yeah I, I was gonna mention something. So in um in one of my social classes, and I hate to bring social into this, but I think it's super relevant with the topic of Trump. Do you guys know why Trump won four years ago? Uh, there was a lot it, of reasons, but please explain. Yes. So one of the biggest theories is the theory of Trump being a moral entrepreneur, mm-hmm. a negative moral entrepreneur. But what essentially what that is is someone who appears almost godlike. Mm-hmm. And if you take a look at these Trump supporters, that's kind of how they look at him. They look at him as a, a superhero. And they've even said it out of like it's come out of the own Trump supporter's mouth. He's a superhero. That's how they see him as. He's created this persona. His persona and what he stands for is hate. So he's used that to an extent where it's almost kind of like a like a religion or a cult, being a Trump supporter. And he's only fueled that fire. Not that these people like woke up one day and were like, yeah, I hate this or that. They've always been like that, except now he popularized it. He popularized hate. He made it mainstream. Now people can openly hate however they want, you know? And so that concept of um, him being a moral entrepreneur is, I think, what made so many different people vote for him then. And he used the immigrants as folk devils for his campaign to incite fear. Because that's how you get, according to the theory, that's one of the ways that you get people to follow you yeah. through through a specific cause that incites fear among them. And in this case, it was immigrants. Um, citing back to like the the caravans or when he referenced MS-13 or when he referenced all of the criminals that were coming over, which... A lot of that was obviously false, you know, but yeah, I, that in that entire period. And if you look, if you analyze his campaign closely, he brought that up towards the, the end. And one thing he used a lot was his outlandish comments. And, you know, he says some of the stupidest things that he's always in the spotlight of the media because of the stupidest mm-hmm. things he says. That again is another tool that he utilized to his advantage always getting coverage and so for all the people that did support him they actually then you know they saw him as that so i think that's um that's kind of one of the reasons at least according to this theory and they talked a lot about it during one of my one of my class or actually several classes talked about this theory and the <laughs> greatest example that they were using was donald trump uh, i think like another reason would probably be that you know people were like now nah, like he's definitely not gonna win right like, they were like, nah, like, this is, no, like, he's not going to win. And so, like, that kind of, like, you know, and already with, you know, that sentiment that, you know, that their vote doesn't count, they were just like, yeah, like, it doesn't matter. So, obviously, it did matter, you know? Like, obviously, like, you shouldn't feel too comfortable, right? Yeah. You shouldn't I, get too comfortable. I feel like that was the reason, one of the reasons why he did win in 2016. But I feel like uh, Brian's reason, like, comes more to fruition mm-hmm. in 2020 because, yeah how would you vote for this guy who did nothing to stop the pandemic who who just mm-hmm. did like the most horrible things this year he, and he still was able to get a lot a lot of votes that's, that's what's concerning crazy. yeah that's 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 how like brian was saying that people see him as a god and it's like cult like 
um, because like you said, Biden, there were, there, there's the meme of Biden um, and the Avengers or whatever. But there are pictures of like Trump being Superman or Captain America or whatever. But those aren't like funny. They're like genuine, you know. But, uh, another like uh, I saw this TikTok and they were like, damn, like now, like they can't be called Trump supporters. Now we're going back to their usual term, racist, racist. <laughs> yes because that's what they are you know like now like you have like no excuse like oh no i just go for trump like no you're a racist you know you're homophobic um yeah like you're uh you're sexist yeah like there's a bunch of things right yeah real quick can we address one of the i think issues that the latino since being that we are the latinx familiar association i think one of the big issues is within our own people we have Trump supporters or people that are racist or homophobic, specifically homophobic, I would say, within yeah. um, the males specifically. And a lot of the votes that Trump did win were males. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's 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 very interesting. And we saw that with Florida, with Miami-Dade really shifting the tide towards Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And one of the one of the storylines was how it was a lot of the Hispanics, but I do want to clarify that not not all Hispanics voted for him because they're making it sound like it was just you know all Hispanics. You can't you can't group everyone into the same column. There's mm-hmm. I would say there's white Hispanics, and I personally don't even use the term Hispanics, but I'm using it because that's what the media uses. Mm-hmm. There's white Hispanics, and then there are the non-white hispanics you know so i think there there's a difference there that needs to be said and even like even brown hispanics like i i know some people that are trump supporters and i'm all like bro (laughs) what (laughs) um and it's just yeah i i feel like latinx people latinx families are very conservative um culturally like you said like machismo and just like all all these problems in, in the latinx community and we need to address that and also i feel like the democratic party needs to stop taking us for granted and make mm-hmm. meaningful change as well because you know i think this year was uh it was proven that we're not just going to vote because you know they're democrats we're we're going to vote for or oh, people are going to vote for who they think has their best interest in mind yeah i definitely agree like uh, there has to be you know like an end of this like generalization there are like a bunch of different uh, latinos who have different you know ideals different beliefs Mm -hmm. you know and you know like one thing that's like got me questioning was like if like some of my family members right like if they were like undocumented or like if they weren't poor would they vote for trump because yeah yeah, because a lot of you know trump supporters you know they are homophobic and sexist which are like you know a lot of machistas you know are Mm -hmm. that's that's their ideals so yeah i I think about that too like if if trump hadn't said and like in the beginning when he first launched his his, uh candidacy for president if he hadn't said bad stuff about latinos i feel like he would have had a bigger majority of like at least mexican voters you know if he hadn't said that like the initial first impression of trump for many mexican i'm I'm gonna use mexican because like i'm talking about like at least like my community my family or whatever Mm -hmm. if if that wasn't their first impression of him, that he called them names and stuff, I'm pretty sure they would have been more swayed to kind of vote for him. And that's just yeah. scary, you know? 
Yeah. But then again, you know, like if he hadn't said that, he wouldn't have had more, you know, like much more like impact on, you know, the Republicans, you know. That's so, true. you know, like you either got this or the other. And, you know, he ended up winning. So that that election, I think, was just a case of he was not favorite for the nation. It's just when the time came, the people didn't show up. And mm-hmm. this this has been different. And his people showed up like crazy. His it? people showed up. Yep. His followers showed up and the rest of us um, that could vote did, didn't. And that has definitely not been the case this year. And uh, going back to something Daisy said, when I asked her, what do you think it's going to take for a woman to be the presidency? It, yeah, I think it's going to take some time. But I think going back to the machismo thing, one of the huge pieces to that is the Latinx male vote. Mm-hmm. Because Latinx, and I, I speak based on observation and like anecdotal evidence and just f- field observations from a Latinx household and Latinx communities, I see how prevalent that machismo culture is. It's it's almost cancerous, to be honest. And I think if, if it comes to voting a woman versus a guy, I think that the, the woman would end up losing the way that we are, unfortunately. And that's not how it should be, you know? But uh, that's currently how a lot of the a lot of the people are unfortunately a lot of the male voters that do vote according to this election ended up you know voting for trump compared to the female voters yeah it's very sad i keep saying you know like as a woman but like as a woman like i find it like very surprising how you know a lot of like women you know like uh Trump supporters, you know, like the woman ones, like they would vote for him. Like, like he dehumanizes them. He downgrades them. He, 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 he doesn't like, he doesn't filter himself when he talks like towards like women. He doesn't. It's just like, wow. Like they're like, you would think, right? Like that women wouldn't want to take that, right? Like that they're like tired of being seen as this, you know, inferior, but you know, there's like, they're obviously, you know, there's, there can't be that generalization, right? There's never like a good side and there's never like a bad, you know, side. It's like, it could be either way in a group. I find that astonishing. How can, you know, I'm not a woman, obviously, but how can you vote for someone who speaks about you that way? Same goes for Mm -hmm. for the the black community. How can you vote for someone who has absolutely no care in the world for your life, you know? Exactly. Same with Latinos. How can you care for someone who doesn't who doesn't want you here, who refers to you as a criminal, mm-hmm. generalizes you as such? So yeah. it's it's crazy, man. Yeah. And then I guess maybe last point I'll bring up um, in terms of well, obviously we know we have a lot of work to be done. Mm-hmm. There's so many issues that are very important and that will be tackled. One of the main issues I think in in our community, again, I'm speaking in terms of the Latinx community, it has to do with Immigration, and I bring this up because a lot of DACA students and undocumented students have been tremendously affected by by Trump and and his administration and wanting to cancel DACA and wanting to basic has basically put them in a state of turmoil for the last years. So, how Biden is going to tackle this issue? It's been a, a big issue. It's going to be interesting. I think it's going to depend a lot on how, what kind of plan they're going to be able to come up with. And um, I would also say that, like, you know, it it really, like, depends on the people, you know. Like, it's 
the people who will make the like the biggest impact really like if you don't want you if you want something to change you know you got to go and, and get it yeah 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 and not necessarily, you know, I mean, voting is very important, but also organizing and working mm -hmm. as part of an organization, make calls, inform people, everyone in your life, inform them of, of what changes need to happen and how they can make them happen. You know, I, I think that's an extremely important part. Yeah, definitely. Being able to go and you, you got to make that, you got to do that groundwork. Stacey Abrams is a great example of that, yeah. as we said. She didn't go vote and then 800,000 people automatically got registered to vote and voted. That's that's not how it works, you know? Yeah. You got to do the groundwork. You got to organize. And it, it takes a lot, but, I mean, it is what it is. That mentality of my vote doesn't matter will make it matter, you know? Make other people vote vote what you want, you know? Not make them, like, force them, but, like, convince people <laughs> to also vote and join in the cause and make your one vote into 800,000 votes. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know what the the future holds for the, the U.S., to be quite honest. We're hoping for good things. And obviously, we'll, you know, we're going to keep pushing for change. Hopefully positive things. Definitely more positive things than if Trump would have been elected. That's a given. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was LFTA's news coverage. Final remarks. Yeah, final remarks. Uh, well, like obviously, uh, one thing that I would say, you know, is be careful right now, especially you know the Trump supporters. You know, they're angry, so they crazy. Be careful, you know, like don't you know don't provoke them or anything, you know, because honestly, like we don't know what you know you'll never know what they'll do or what they can do or anything. So yeah, like always have your camera in handy, record them, post it on TikTok. You already know the <laughs> yeah maybe but. tag lfta underscore tiktoks you know exactly <laughs> I, I guess just my my closing message would be be happy celebrate we've won the battle but we have not won the war with an ongoing battle ongoing war biden will be the next president of the united states and we've got to push him to do greatness to become a really great president but we got to push him to become that enjoy this moment but soon we're gonna have to get back to work my closing remarks for starters for anyone that's worried about you know them overturning anything that's just another one of trump's fairy tales that he tells his supporters celebrate today and tomorrow the grind begins you get back to work you keep pushing brighton's i think the transitional president so we have a lot of work to do and I think now begins the process for the United States to begin healing after four years of being bombarded by utter hate and stupidity. Perfectly said. Yeah. Pray for the U.S. for a better future. Mm -hmm. And uh, with that being said, we are out of time. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for this podcast, Part of Cultura. We had a great time with this episode. We're in high spirits because the election has just been called for joe biden and um we thank you for joining us please 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 make sure to follow us on our social medias that's lfta ucla on instagram check out our youtube channel at latinx film with your association check out the other episodes we have on here if you're listening to a, on a streaming service that allows you to review and subscribe please do so 
you'll be notified when we have a new episode dropping, which we drop new episodes every single every single week. And if you haven't checked out the other ones, we have a Day of the Dead one that was just posted last week. So check that out. Follow our TikTok as well, where we post tutorials as well as other funny videos. That's uh, LFTA underscore talks. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Alan. Thank you, Dady, for joining us on this historic Saturday. What is it? No, I don't even know what day it is. It's been forever since the election started, it feels. Yeah, November 7th on this historic day. It's been an honor. So um, thank you, everyone. Adios. <laughs>